All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely. My expert is Walt Sokira. He is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. They invest their clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios of individually owned stocks, depending on the client and, and what they want to do with their money and what their uh, hopes and aspirations for that are. If you have any questions uh, this half hour about the stock market and how the AKW Group takes care of their clients, give us a call at 330-673-1234. Outside of Akron, it's toll-free at 800-669-4100, including on WNIR. Com. Well, Walt, uh, we ended April uh, by firing away the best year so far in 2021. I think that's a, that's a winner hands down. It is, Bob. Yeah, the uh, the market last week, you know, kind of sweated out uh, some new highs at the beginning of the week, but then, you know, I had a little sell-off at the end of the week. There was a tremendous amount of good news last week, um, so I think... Um, you know the bull, the bulls are probably getting a little worried here because you know the, with all the good news you would expect the market to you know maybe fire ahead a little bit more but you know the last two weeks we've been sitting pretty steady. Uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average last week actually end off a half a percent uh, down 168 points. Uh, we're at 33,874, and year to date that's at 10.7 percent. Uh, the S&P 500 last week uh, was flat for the week, and um, so we're at 4,181.17, and that's up 11.3% year-to-date. Uh, the NASDAQ was off 54 points last week, or 0.4% down, and year-to-date we're at 8.3%. And the Russell 2000, again, which measures those small mid-cap stocks, uh, was off about 0.2% for the week, off about 5.4 uh, points, um, and again, year-to-date at 14.8%. So, uh, you know, the Russell 2000 at 14.8, then the S&P at 11.3, the Dow Jones at 10.7, the NASDAQ at 8.3. So, like you said, good year. Um, you know, everything's moving forward. Uh, but again, we're getting to that point where I think, uh, you know, there's an old saying that sell in May and go away. Uh, for the traders, uh, the summer always slows down a little bit, and uh, you know, with the economy reopening, people might turn their attentions uh, to other places. Uh, you know, everybody's been cooped up for a long time, so uh, the market, just because of trading patterns and, and historical, you know, ways that the market trades, we might slow down here a little bit, and and I think we're going to see some volatility, Bob. So again, this year is going to shape up to be a tough year, and I think everybody needs to be prepared for that as as we sit here at the beginning of May. 
So this week, uh, President Joseph Biden uh, marked his 100 days in office. Uh, how does the stock market perform compared to other presidents over the uh, other first 100 days? Yeah, Bob, really well. Um, actually, you know, one of the best. Uh, he's, uh, the first 100 days, up 9% uh, since inauguration. Um, that's really the best since uh, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, who basically had a, a much better return. Uh, Barack Obama saw his first 100 days up about um, 7.5%, and, and Donald Trump was up 5.3%. So, uh, you know, where Joe Biden sits right now, I mean, the market has actually responded pretty well to his first 100 days. And, of course, uh, we had some news last week, again, from the federal government. Jerome Powell of the Fed uh, had, had an address and uh, spoke to the uh, lawmakers and to the investors. Every time he speaks, people do listen. So what did uh, Jerome Powell say, and uh, why does that continue to be important? Well, Bob, as we said, you know, the Federal Reserve has been so important uh, to keep the, you know, the stock market, the bond market, uh, the capital markets moving forward. I think the confidence in our economy. Uh, so the Federal Reserve has done a lot of things. You know, they pushed rates extremely low. Uh, at the same time, they, you know, used their buying abilities to purchase a significant amount of assets, uh, and they do it monthly to, you know, support the capital markets. Uh, so every time he talks, you know, the market does pay attention because, you know, that Fed support is still very, very important to this recovery. So. As we listened to his comments this week, you know, some things he said and some things he didn't say, I think the market felt pretty good. Um, again, you know, it doesn't seem that we'll be tapering any of those asset purchases anytime soon. Um, rates should stay very low and very accommodative. Uh, he continues to wor- use the words um, transitory, you know, when he talks about inflation. In other words, not signaling to the market that it's a problem, but it's just something that we're going to see in the numbers because of the uh, unusual aspect of shutting the economy down and opening it back up. We've talked about the pressures on the supply chains out there. Uh, so again, you know, I, I think he's doing everything he can to use his language and rhetoric uh, to calm the market, uh, to show that the Federal Reserve is going to be very measured, um, very methodical in the way that they uh, handle monetary policy. And, and I think that's, again, creating this support um, for the market and, and the belief that, you know, uh, we can believe the Fed. And if you can believe the Fed and, and they're very accommodative, those are, you know, very good scenarios for the market as we look over the balance of 2021. The other news that comes out of the government this week, of course, is they continue to talk about the, the massive expansion program the administration has provided and uh, put a forth for approval. And, of course, uh, who's going to pay for that, uh, which means uh, ultimately uh, some sort of a increase in, in taxes. And of course, anytime the government says we're going to put something out there and you have to pay for it, but you won't have to pay the taxes. That's something, depending on what their definition of you is. So we have this uh, concern about where the taxes are going to rise, who's going to really end up paying for it. And uh, that is, a, I think, a problem for, for the market. It, it is, Bob, you know, and, and we're going to have, this is going to probably dominate headlines for a while. Um, you know, this uh, new proposal, you know, the AFA proposal, American Family um, Protection, you know, proposal that Biden has put out, um, does call for a lot of spending, uh, government spending, and they got to figure a way to pay for that. So uh, we're hearing all kinds of rhetoric around, you know, what taxes will be increased, uh, who that will impact. I think we're getting a little bit of clarity, but again, until it's put in place. I mean, there's going to be give and take, and, and the Congress is still pretty close 
Um, you know, even though the, the Democrats have control, it's still pretty close. There's going to be a little bit of give and take on, on some of these proposals. Um, so, again, we're, you know, we're talking about the raise of, of the ordinary income at the top brackets. Uh, we, we, you know, we still have, hear rhetoric about the estate tax exemption. Uh, one of the really interesting proposals is maybe the elimination of the step-up in basis. And, and Bob, that's a big uh, planning tool that you know a lot of uh, people use in advanced wealth planning, um, holding on to assets that have considerable amount of capital gains. Because in the past, you know, when somebody passes away, you get a step up in basis up to that point of the date of death. Uh, an elimination of that would you know have some pretty significant impacts on uh, planning that people have done for years. Uh, you know, we have a lot of clients here that. Um, you know, advisors ourselves, as well as their, you know, their uh, state planning advisors have, you know, told them to hold on to assets because they have that significant appreciation. So that's that's a big one. Um, and also, you know, the corporate tax reform, you know, going back to uh, some of those rates that we saw during the Obama administration. So a lot of talk, a lot of posturing. And again, nothing set, set in stone yet. I mean, nobody needs to panic at the current time. Uh, but again, there's there's definitely going to be higher taxes uh, in many scenarios as we look forward. Talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron and in Pennsylvania on our Invest Wisely segment. Again, our lines are open for your questions and comments at 330-673-1234. Again, uh, one of our, I guess, uh, investors' favorite grandpa, uh, Warren Buffett, and Charlie Munger of Berkshire Hathaway had their annual meeting on the West Coast. uh, And I know you enjoy uh, Buffett and Munger and their insights. So what did the two gentlemen say during this annual meeting that might be newsworthy for our listeners? Yeah, Bob, I mean, they've, they've hit on some of the themes that we were talking about. Again, it's uh, uh, two very, very astute, uh, wise uh, investors that have been around a long time. They've seen a lot of market cycles. Um, as you know, I often say, you know, the market may not repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Uh, so when you, you know, you take wisdom, um, you know, from, from, I think, elder people that have done this for a long, long time, and, you know, you can't find two more intelligent people than Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Uh, they they made some comments about Robinhood. Um, they they really have a despise for Robinhood and uh, the gamifying of trading. They see as extremely dangerous. Um, you know, Buffett went on to say, you know, pretty much he he didn't even care about the IPO. He didn't want to even look at the the report for the IPO. Um, Charlie Munger attacked Bitcoin. Um, you know, very saying it's uh, disgusting and contrary to the interests of civilization. Um, you know, Buffett kind of held his tongue. Uh, he bit his tongue on, on Bitcoin uh, because he just didn't want the backlash. And uh, so, but but again, you could tell that uh, some of these speculative activities are definitely concerning uh, to older investors that have seen uh, things like this maybe in the past, not in the exact same format, but you know, high degrees of speculation. Uh, they talked about taxes, and that you know, they said at the end of the day, we really shouldn't worry about taxes. You know, we've seen higher taxes in our history that were very resilient that will overcome that. Um, they talked about uh, the SPAC craze, um, you know, these companies that basically are set up with, you know, no real products or services, just funded so that they could go out and buy companies. Uh, they obviously do not like this. It competes with them in some regards, so you got to keep that in mind because, you know, Buffett's always looking for acquisitions and therefore, uh, SPACs have made acquisitions very expensive. It's hard to find good companies to buy, but uh, they really cautioned about this whole SPAC craze, craze that's going on. 
Um, and, and again, you know, just really a lot of interesting uh, comments. Uh, you know, I always enjoy uh, listening to other people that have been around a long time. Um, not that I agree with everything that they say. Again, I, I, I tell our investors or people that listen to the show, think for yourselves. Um, you know, nobody should, uh, no matter how long they've been doing it, even myself, that you should take uh, somebody's words and just believe them to be true. Uh, check things for yourself, think for yourself, and at the end of the day, make sure you use your own prudence and judgment and common sense when making investment decisions. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's anybody that has an interest, go out and take a look. And I'm sure there's some videos out there as well, um, you know, of, of the meeting this weekend. Very interesting. And uh, I found it very entertaining. And of course, uh, Mr. Munger talked about unchecked federal spending. And uh, Mr. Buffett again said that selling Apple was probably a mistake for selling some of it. He still likes owning fossil fuel companies, but still doesn't want to own any any airlines yet. So that also kind of kind of fits generally with the, with the, what the, you've been saying too. It uh, it does, Bob. I mean, you know, again, it's, I think he made a little bit of mistakes selling the airlines, a little bit of a panic move last year. So of course he's he's not going to tip his cap back. You know, he's going to stand by that decision, which most most investors do. I know when you know I make a decision, I like to stand by it, but. Again, you know, I, yeah, I think we got to watch spending. I think, um, you know, he definitely admires strong business models and, you know, making the comment about Apple, uh, you know, I agree. You know, it's it's hard to sell great companies, especially when they seem to be hitting on all cylinders. So, um, yeah, I agree. A lot, a lot of comments that support things that we think as well. And now let's talk about the stocks themselves in Stock Talk here with Walt Zucker on our Invest Wisely program, the part where he talks about specific companies and their stock issues. If you have any questions of your own about a stock that you have or might like to acquire or whether you should hold or sell, give us a call. Talk to Walt now at 330-673-1234. And on Center Akron and on WNI.com, it is toll free for you too if you need that, 800 669 Again, a lot of big companies reported last week, big tech companies too. Let's uh, kick it off with, with the A's, Amazon. Another great quarter for them in a stock price. You know, I just got new glasses. When I saw this on the screen, I thought, can I not see the decimal point right? Amazon's price is now $3,467 a share. <laughs> um, that's not something you'd go out and buy? Uh, Bob, we like the company, you know, and it can go higher. We always tell people don't get caught up. You know, these companies don't split their stocks like they have in the past. A lot of these companies that are owned very heavily by institutions, uh, they let these share prices run. But, I mean, this company is still very dynamic. Uh, when you look at the quarter, I mean, 44% rise in, in sales, uh, $108 billion, over $75 billion a year ago. Uh, $15.79 a share versus $5 a share last year, a 215% earnings increase. Uh, company continues to really show incredible financial power, and that's one of the tenants we really look for, um, as well as, you know, fairly attractive valuation here, believe it or not. I mean, yes, they're a premium. You're, you're paying a little bit of a premium for the stock, but uh, when a company is powerful and you look at the next five to seven years, these trends are there. Uh, their cloud computing is, is doing very well. Um, their e-commerce is doing very, very well. Uh, their advertising uh, business now is kicking in a lot of revenue growth. So, again, a company that seems to be poised for, for really where this economy is headed in the future. And a lot of people, you know, love the brand and use it daily, and it's integrated into people's lives. So, again, uh, something that is long-term investors, uh, you know, not that the 
the stock price can't go under 3000 again before it goes to 4 and it'll bounce around but i think over the long run uh, you'd be well served to have a little bit of amazon in the portfolio Microsoft also reported last week, and it's in, in the middle of a, what you might, some people are calling it the second wave of our digital transformation. Continue the show in their revenues and earnings. So, how is your feeling right now about Microsoft? Again, extremely powerful company, Bob. You know, you you look at what they've done with their Azure, which is their cloud-based, uh, you know, computing or cloud-based service. Um, you know, it's become a twenty billion dollar business. It's really kind of the crown jewel of Microsoft now. Uh, you look at their revenues and, and earnings for the quarter again, up 19% in revenues, 41 billion over 35 billion. Uh, earnings were a dollar 95 a share over a dollar 40 a share. That's 39% earnings growth. Um, you know these companies uh, again, as big as they are, to put up those kinds of uh, revenue and earnings numbers is just extremely impressive. Um, you know you you are are performing at an extremely high level. When you talk about the GDP growing around 6% uh, coming out of the pandemic, you know, when you see companies this large, uh, you know, with uh, with very strong, you know, dividends and uh, very strong, uh, you know, very, very good balance sheets, you know, hardly any debt uh, growing at these kind of rates, you, you got to be pretty impressed. Apple also reported their March quarter earnings, and although sales were strong, earnings were pretty good, but their stock still is trading off, down for the week at 2.8%. Now, we often talk about the disconnect between these uh, short-term news and stock performance, but Apple is a really kind of a conundrum out there. It, it is, Bob. It hasn't pushed forward like we expected it to this year, but again, the, the results are there. You know, again, you look at the, the revenues for the quarter, $89 billion dollars. Uh, over $58 billion of 54% revenue growth. Uh, earnings at $1.40 a share, over $0.64, cents, uh, 119% earnings growth. And, and again, you know, I, I, I throw these numbers out. I used to do this all the time when I taught, Bob. And, I mean, again, when you say $89 billion, you know, billion is something that a lot of people just can't get their head around. You know, uh, to count to a billion seconds, it would take over 33 years of your life, you know, to have a billion words. You need a seven and a half sets of the Encyclopedia Britannica to travel a billion miles. You need to go around the Earth forty-four thousand times. A, a billion is a huge number, and you, you look at these companies. You know, uh, creating eighty-nine billion dollars of, of revenue in three months uh, versus fifty-eight billion in the three months the year prior—just really just impressive numbers. You know, they become. Uh, you know, kind of their own worst enemies. These successes are not normal. These successes are something we really haven't seen in the history of, of companies. And uh, the powers there, the financial power there, and again, the valuation still seems to be very attractive. So uh, we like Apple, even though the stock hasn't performed this year. Uh, we kind of like it as we look forward over the next three to five years. Facebook also reported impressive earnings last week. Their stock went up 24 bucks a share, almost 7 and 3 quarters percent for the week. Now, while you're bullish on Facebook, even though uh, you're not particularly uh, fond of what social media stocks, you can't argue with these results and you can't argue with success. So uh, Facebook still will be a, a part of your uh, investment uh, portfolios. It will, Bob. You know, Facebook is like we said; it's like a it's like a country. You know, two and a half billion people on the platform. Um, they've gotten through scandals, regulatory pressures, activist campaigns. Uh, 
uh, people like me just, you know, not really caring for the, the negativity that comes across the platforms. But at the end of the day, they still connect companies and you know, products and services to users. And that advertising component is extremely important. Um, it's an easy way to get your messages out if you're selling something. And a lot of people see it. And, and, the, and you see the metrics. You see who's clicking on it. You see how many people are seeing it. Um, you know, their quarter, again, $26 billion, over $17 billion, 48% revenue increase, uh, 93% profit increase, three thirty a share, over $1.71 a share. Again, just such impressive numbers. Um, so, again, we, we look at this, and you, you see a company with no debt uh, generating extreme, you know, cash flow, uh, $35 billion of cash flow when they run their business for, you know, a year. Uh, they own other things like Instagram, and we talked about their shops, uh, the, what, the WhatsApp, uh, their virtual reality. I mean, just a lot of positivity uh, as far as what this company offers. And, again, it's integrated into the fabric of society. And, you know, even though, like, people like myself don't like it, I, I still find myself clicking on the darn thing and looking. I can't I – I guess I just can't help myself, so – um, you know, so it's like a lot of people out there, I hear a lot of people complain they don't like places like Walmart, but you see them in there every week. Um, you know, they're just things that are, are part of our society, and you, and you tend to use them. So I don't think Facebook's going away, and we like the stock. Again, we're talking to Walt Zuccaro, and he is talking about stocks. If you have any questions about a particular stock you'd like to have him talk about, call us at 330-673-1234 and get on the air and, and get some good advice. I'm a guy who's been doing this more than 30 years. Uh, so these tech uh, tech stocks, they just seem to be uh, just plodding forward, uh, be gargantuan, huge money-making machines. Uh, but uh, many listeners are going to be invested in these stocks, as with your, your, your clients, too. But the, what can you say that might give us a more balanced perspective on on investing in tech, and uh, you know what could be some of the problems or risks in that? Yeah, I think Bob. You know, again, there, if you look at the positives real quick, there's no stopping the cloud. Um, you know, that's a, a very important concept that allows people to uh, collaborate, to you know, configure, to to make things available very easy. Uh, anything internet based, uh, advertising is definitely back. I think, you know, PCs are back, e-commerce isn't going to slow. But when you look at the balanced case, you know, what, what, like I said earlier, these companies become their own worst enemies because the comparisons get tougher and tougher. Uh, when you're growing at these rates, you know, the market starts to expect you to continue to grow at these incredible rates, and your own size and scope makes it hard to do that. Uh, as well as, you know, there's going to be that re- renewance of maybe some tech regulation. You know, I'm sure that moves to the top of Biden administration to-do list. Um, I think, you know, politicians definitely want to reel in big tech and, and control it a little bit more. And uh, we see this administration wanting to do that in a lot of ways. So I think, you know, there are some risks. There are some reasons why these stocks could fall. And uh, you know, even though I, again, I look at it as an investor and I look at the financial power and the attractive valuations, you got to remember there are risks and there are reasons why these stocks could go down as well. So keep that in mind as you as you invest. Let's take some calls now for Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air. Um, hello. Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Okay. Um, yeah, I have two stocks that I would be interested in some information. Um, I've invested in AMD, and uh, my analysts through my 401k uh, are not 
rating it very well at all, but the stock has been a huge stock for me. I've made a lot of money on it, and I was wondering what your opinion might be on that stock. Yeah, AMD, we, we own that in our Empowering Women uh, strategy. Um, you know, I, again, I, I look at AMD and I see, again, incredible financial power if you look at the last four quarters. Um, I think chip shortage out there uh, puts these companies at a little bit of a premium. I mean, you know, chips are needed, and AMD is obviously one of the top, uh, you know, makers of microprocessors, especially for computers. And we've seen computing demand really come back uh, online. You know, you know, PC sales uh, were up 32% uh, this past year. Uh, that's the most uh, best growth in two decades. And I think if you look at the, the growth of technology worldwide uh, and a lot of other international companies that don't own PCs, I think there's, there's opportunities. So we like AMD here. I think there's uh, real good uh, possibilities over the next three to five years. Great. Um, one other stock that I'm invested in that I'd like your opinion on would be CSX. Yeah, CSX, again, is, um, you know, you're talking about here the rail system, uh, 23 states. Uh, they have they have not shown the financial power. If you look over the last four quarters, a lot of this is pandemic-related. Uh, but, again, the sales the last four quarters down 1%, down 2%, down 11%, down 26%. Uh, back in June when the pandemic was really affecting a lot of things. The rail system is important in the supply chain. Um, I think what you're seeing is a disruption in the supply chain, which has created some, you know, funkiness for the rail system and, and the profitability. But, again, as you look forward, I think 2021, the, the uh, earnings get back on track. In 2022, they look good. Uh, I think there's a decent valuation here, so... Uh, CSX looks like a, a decent holding as you look out over the next 12 to 18 months. Great. Well, I appreciate the information. Thank you. Absolutely. We thank you for calling here at 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, again, talking about other stocks that came out last week, Starbucks, a long-time holding in your core equity portfolio with the AKW Group, reported last week, and uh, their report was kind of a, a mixed bag for, for the results, uh, uh, what is happening at Starbucks, do you think, and do you still find it a good holding for your clients? Uh, we like Starbucks, Bob. I mean, again, they were I- impacted by the pandemic. They made good recovery. They had a nice quarter. Uh, domestic growth is, is good. Um, international growth, again, was a little bit clunky, and, and that might be the, you know, the reality for, for some time. Uh, is, you know, not everybody is as fortunate as the United States as far as the vaccines and the move towards herd mentality. Uh, this is a company that's very global, 32,900 stores across 83 countries. Uh, so their, in, their international sales and profits may be disrupted. Um, but they've done a lot. They've transformed their stores. They've closed a lot of stores. They uh, continue to go more towards the drive-through concepts. And uh, they're an extremely uh, important brand, uh, you know, here and worldwide. I mean, people trust the brand, and, and people are there every day. I know I drive by them, and I, I still see cars lined around the building. So uh, we still like Starbucks and a good, pretty good dividend stock and a pretty good dividend grower. Uh, they have a good track record of raising those dividends pretty significantly. So we, we continue to like Starbucks, and we'll continue to hold it in our core equity portfolio. A newer holding you have, Crocs, the folks who make those uh, resin shoes. Uh, it was in your small-cap portfolio, and uh, last week you reported some pretty good results. Tell us about what's happening at Crocs, and uh, would you still be a buyer at the current uh, price levels? Yeah, Crocs had an impressive quarter, again, up 64% in sales, 
460 million over 281 million. Uh, really strong uh, profit growth, $1.49 over 22 cents. Again, you know, consumer demand for comfort, I think, is definitely here. We see a shift towards comfort apparel. Um, also, we talked about the Justin Bieber collection, which sold out in minutes. Um, they, they have some pretty interesting concepts. And, uh, you know, Crocs, I, I have to admit I have a pair, Bob. I mean, it's not very cool, but uh, they're very comfortable. And I think a lot of people have moved towards that comfortability. And, and I, I think people worry about how they look as much as how they feel. And uh, we definitely see Crocs continuing to uh, have, have some momentum as we look forward. Another holding in your small cap, mid, small mid cap portfolio is a Fortinet Incorporated. Tell us about that stock. Yeah, Fortinet is uh, they play into security, Bob, um, and they build a sprawling base of four hundred and fifty thousand consumers uh, uh, through threat management, small mid sized businesses, uh, uh, you know, educational like high schools and colleges. Um, Again, anything that does with Internet security is extremely important, and Fortinet is a leader in that in that uh, movement. Again, Walt Sakara, the AKW Group here in Akron, 234-466-7476. Call him there or in Pennsylvania at 412-480-5090. Tell him you heard him on WNIR in Akron. Walt, keep an eye out. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Advanced Micro Devices Inc., symbol AMD. Amazon.com Inc., symbol AMZN. Berkshire Hathaway, symbol BRK. Crocs Inc., symbol CROX. CSX Corporation, symbol CSX. Facebook Inc., symbol FB. Fortinet Inc., symbol FTNT. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX, and Walmart Inc., symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.